Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. to a familiar passage of scripture today, but I, I, I want to share this with you, ask the Lord to help us, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, finally my brother, if you need to know what that is, go read the whole book of Ephesians because this is like leading up to this, our position in Christ, everything that we're dealing with, now finally my brother. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the ruler of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in the bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Praise God. Today I want to talk on this topic, suit up. Suit up. Turn to your brother or your sister and say, let's suit up. Let's suit up. Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you, God. I'm asking, Lord, for your help today. Lord, let your uh, word just wash through us, oh God, and lead us into your, your presence, your power. We want to overcome the enemy in this hour. We give you praise for it all. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. God bless you. Be seated. Let's suit up. They tell us that clothes makes the man. Clothes matter, don't they? Appearance matters. There is a psychological connection to be between what people wear and how they act, and even how they think about themselves and what others think about them. What we wear deals with perception as much as it does appearance. 
You see a person wearing a white coat and has a stethoscope wrapped around his neck. Chances are he is a... What he wears matters. See a man walking down the same hall as a doctor wearing a firefighter's outfit. And you would say, that's not a doctor. That's a fireman. He looks like a fireman. Praise God. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the firefighters in our church? What we wear helps frame what we do. Clothes make a statement, not only who we are, or the image we're trying to portray, but also what we do. Can I just tell you a personal pet peeve of mine is that people really shouldn't wear PJs to Walmart. It says something. It makes a statement. You convey that in your own mind, what statement that is. But the expert tell us that a person who, who wear, what they wear reveals the real person. Clinical psychologist Dr. Jennifer uh, Bumgardner literally wrote a book on this phenomenon which she calls the psychology of dress. Here's what I know. You don't wear a three-piece suit to go fishing. And you don't wear fishing clothes to go to a wedding. It just doesn't fit. It's not, it's not correct attire. It's not proper attire. And I realize to some degree we're, we're losing some of that in our society, and our culture. But I want to tell you, it still matters dressing appropriately to an appropriate situation. Amen. People say it doesn't matter. Well, a firefighter is not going to put on scuba gear to go knock out a fire. He's got a tank on him, but that's not what that's for. Amen. Tell that to a person waiting to appear before a king. I don't matter what I'm wearing. I'm just going to wear any old thing, any old clothes going to matter. He's going to accept me. Uh, uh, no, that's not going to work. Uh, tell a soldier about to march into a battlefield, just wear your flip-flops and your jogging pants and everything's going to be okay. No, uh, you're going to war. You better have your battle gear on. You're going to war. You better be ready, ready for battle. And I realize that, that over the last uh, few years, I've preached a lot about spiritual warfare because we are in one. We are in a big one. We are in a conflict that is raging right now. If we could roll back the, 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 the curtain, we could look into the spiritual realm, we would see a, a, a battle in the spirit realm that is raging. Amen. The kingdom of darkness is fighting against the kingdom of light. Amen. There is no such thing as just accidentally being attacked or, or hell just slipped up and got me. Amen. Hell is deliberately and strategically attacking you and me. Hell persistently instigates and initiates this conflict to attack our mind, to attack our peace. To steal our joy, to, to rob us of our contentment, to, to steal us of our salvation, to take the word of God and to sh make it become something that it is not. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This warfare is spiritual. It is not natural. It is spiritual. Can I tell you, people are not your problem. 
People are not the issue of the battle. Well, if I could, I'd just punch them in the nose. Well, I want to say that more than likely that problem is something that's manifested, amen, from a spiritual conflict. The battle we face in life is, is not fundamentally physical in nature, but it is manifested in the physical. So we think that we can fight it in the physical. And Paul tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against a kingdom of darkness powers. You need to know the root of the issue to fight properly. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, for the natural man, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him. Just let me just stop here and say, you cannot take a spiritual concept and, and, and reframe it by a natural mindset. It just doesn't work. Amen. So he said, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For whom hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. The conflict is in the spiritual realm. It may come in your mind. It may come in a, in a physical form of some way. But it begins in the spirit. The real battleground is in heavenly places today. So we need to define and we need to defy the adversary if we're going to win this battle that we're fighting. We can blame the devil for every battle if we want to, but we need to know how to attack him. Amen. Today's war is winnable because it has already been won. We are simply the actors that are carrying out what Christ already one at Calvary. He said, I have come to destroy the works of the devil. I become the actor that carries out that destruction as a soldier of the cross. Amen. The battle for your peace, the battle for your joy, the battle for your rest, the battle for your rest, amen, is a spiritual battle. We think we can fight with guns, amen, and we can fight with fists, but we will lose every time. But we've got to learn to dress ready for the battle, prepared for the battle, put on the whole armor is how we stand against Satan and his taxes, his tactics, amen, taxes too. We don't dress to look cool. We don't dress to look successful. We don't dress so people like us, but we dress to win. We dress to fight. Hallelujah. I want to tell you there ought to be some warriors that rise up in this hour and say the battle is not in the flesh. My battle is not with numbers. My battle is not with my ingenuity or my tactics or my muscles or my mind or even my strength. My battle is spiritual and the Lord said be strong in the Lord. Here's what I want to tell you today. It doesn't matter how strong you are physically. 
You can put the armor on. It doesn't matter how smart you are mentally. You can put the armor on. It doesn't matter if you're up emotionally or down emotionally. Put the armor on. Suit up. It's time to suit up and show up for the kingdom of God because the battle is raging. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The phrase put on is not just information. It is a commandment. Not just a request. It is a commandment. War between light and darkness is going on. Good and evil. Watch your news. The war is going on. Right and wrong. Christ and Antichrist. Heaven and hell. Amen. If you don't realize it, just listen to me. We are living in the last days and Jesus is coming soon. By the signs of the time, we are living in the last days. And the battle will only intensify the closer we get to the rapture. But I have good news for you. Suit up. Dress up to win. Hallelujah. This is not a time for cowardice. This is a time for suiting up with courage. Amen. This is a time we put on boldness. We put on faith. We put on a belief that says, I've got the advantage no matter how it looks. Hallelujah. Go tell Goliath, hey, bud, you look like you had all the armor that you needed. But a, but a 15-year-old red-headed strapling of a teenage boy knocked you down. Amen. Go tell that, that lion that had his mouth clamped together because of Daniel walked into the den. Go tell the, the people that were manning the furnace. Amen. When they died because they couldn't stand the heat. But there was three that could stand the heat. Amen. I'm going to tell you how to stand the heat in this hour. And that suit up. Suit up. Suit up. Satan has already been defeated. Believe it. But I don't feel it. So what? Doesn't matter. It doesn't look like. So what? Doesn't matter. Amen. Satan has already been. Say that with me. Satan has already been defeated. Amen. But he continues with his systems, his methodology, his intention and intensity to attack your strength. To attack your mind. Hell wants every child of God to feel like they are anemic, weak, and feeble, and defeated. Amen. That you are shut off and cut off from your source of strength. That you are shut off and cut off from your source of fellowship. Amen. But I want to tell you the battle is already lost. Amen. I'm not just fighting from or for victory, but I'm fighting from victory. Oh, I will always experience the source of my strength before I face the force of the enemy. I need to know what my source comes from. Amen. The amount of strength is irrelevant. Where does my strength come from? Be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The word be strong here comes from two Greek words to mean empower and enable. Empower and enable to increase and to make strong. 
to be strong in the Lord. Amen. The word in is a powerful word because it denotes a fixed position. Be strong in the Lord. I'm going to stand in the Lord. I'm not just standing. I'm standing in the Lord. I'm not just standing. I'm standing in His strength. I'm not just standing on my own power and by my own might, but I am standing in Him. I am standing in His strength. I am standing in His authority. Hallelujah. Praise be to But it doesn't look like it. So what? Amen. I know a God that if I roll back the curtain, greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. If I roll back the curtain, I can see that there's more with us than against us. Hallelujah. Let Congress enact what they want. Let nation attack the nation. Oh, let the enemy come against your mind. I've got to tell you today, it's time to suit up. It's time to stand up. It's time to show up. Put on the armor. This is not just some kind of exercise of mental ascent. We've got to put it on. We've got to dress yourself. That's what it means. Put on the whole armor of God. Dress yourself. Take unto you the whole armor of God. Lift it up. Carry it and put it on and then use it. Take unto you the shield of faith. Take unto you the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. When it comes to the armor, the very first thing that Paul lists, and I can see the Apostle Paul as he's standing and writing this under the anointing of the Lord and looking at a Roman soldier. And he looks at him and he says, how can I put this in a way that people can understand it? Now, in the Old Testament, there was plenty of battles and blood and gore and killing and all of that. But in the New Testament, we don't find that, that there's battles like that. Old Testament teaches us in the natural what was happening and going to happen in the spiritual. There is still a battle that is raging. But it's not us against the Hivites and the Jebusites and the Malachites. It's against the Devilites. It's against the spiritual wickedness in high places. So what's the very first thing you and I need to do when it's time to suit up? Is take on to us, amen, the whole armor of God and put on, amen, the belt of truth. Having your loins girt about with truth. Somebody say truth. The very first thing that was listed was truth. The first thing that God gives you to fight is truth. How many of you know that his word is true? This right here is truth. You want to know how to fight the devil? This is number one weapon. I know that we often look at the armor as just being offense, uh, being defensive except for the sword. But I'm here to tell you this truth is an offensive weapon as much as it is a defensive weapon. The first thing you need to have is truth. If you're going to stand in this hour, you've got to have truth. You've got to have your loins girt about with truth. The belt was not the most impressive piece of a Roman soldier's garb. His headdress was the most impressive. I was the one that stood out. Got that red stuff all flowing out there. Watch him running and it's... <laughs> the belt you don't really see. It doesn't stand out. But it holds everything else 
together. It holds everything else together. Amen. Before anything else, the soldier needs to have his belt. Amen. Before anything else, we must be committed to truth. Truth ties all that we know together. The truth of God's word holds us together. Truth gives the armor, security, and strength. You know what the Bible calls Satan? He's the father of lies. And I'm tired of him telling lies to people over and over again. But if you want to win in this hour, put on the belt of truth. Suit up truth. Amen. Satan, you're a liar and you're a liar from the beginning. But I serve the true God. I serve the truth. Jesus is not just truth being spoken. He is truth personified. Hallelujah. Come on somebody. Let's go have some truth and put it on. Putting truth on means that I take the word of God and I apply it to my life. It's not good enough just to know truth. I've got to apply it to my life. I've got to have truth. Amen. So that I can hold things together. Malachi writes of the Lord when he says, I am the Lord, I change not. Hallelujah. Our God is not I might be. He is the I am. He is the I am, not I might be. He is the sure foundation, not a crumbling foundation. He is the faithful and true. He is the same yesterday. Come on, say it with me. He is the same today and forever. Hallelujah. You know how I can fight the battle is because the same God that was with the Apostle Paul and with the Apostle Peter, even though that they were martyred, amen, I want to tell you that you can stand on the authority of God's Word and it doesn't matter what direction you go or what you go through, how bad the battle is, amen, He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I've come to tell you that the truth is still right and the truth is still real. The gospel is not a guessing game full of hunches and suppositions and speculations and surmising and suspicion. Sadly, the, the, some, some denominal world has so twisted the Bible to, to try to mean something that it is not. I will tell you something, you will find no place whatsoever where it says, make the Lord your personal Savior and you'll be saved. That is not Bible. I said it's not Bible. The truth is, when they, when Peter, when they asked Peter and the other apostles, said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Can you imagine that that, that that is the question of the ages? And yet the apostle Peter, in one sentence, asked, answered everybody's problem, everybody's issue. Somebody say, that's truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Put on truth. If we're going to overcome, let's put on truth. Amen. The next thing is that we are told to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Have your loins girded with truth and, ha and having on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness was a coat of mail that covered us in the front 
And I know that the Bible, a lot of people say that there's no armor in the back. Yes, there is. The coat of mail covered the front and it covered the back. And it covered all the vital organs of the body. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. That's not my righteousness. That's not your righteousness. That's not your goodness or my goodness. But it's His. I put on His righteousness. And it is His righteousness that protects my vitals. It is His righteousness. Amen. That clothes me as Job said. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ. Have put on Christ. Amen. Righteousness is his character, his uh, uh, action, his mentality. Oh, I praise God today that I can stand in the righteousness of Christ. Not that I'm... The devil wants to make you think that the only way to fight is for you to be perfect, never make a mistake, never do anything wrong, have all kinds of thoughts about, well, I don't think I'll ever make it. I'm not good enough. Amen. Why don't you try, try putting on Christ for once? Put on Christ for once and say, I stand in your righteousness. So I'm going to fight the enemy, amen, of my soul with the righteousness of Christ. Suit up, somebody. Suit up. Righteousness is a legal term that means I am standing in the presence of God innocent. Philippians writes in chapter 3 and verse 9, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. His righteousness, not mine. Believing and obeying the work of righteousness that he did on the cross for me. Satan wants to believe, wants us to believe that we are weak and we are on our own, but we are righteous, strong because of his righteousness. Hell comes to us as the accuser of the brethren, pointing its finger in our face and say, Do you remember you did that? Remember you've done this? Remember how you can't handle that? And, amen. Uh, but, but, but righteousness says, But I stand in Christ. I've repented of my sins. Hallelujah. I'm loving the Lord and by faith I'm following after Him. I am standing in His righteousness. Oh, glory be to God. You don't have to listen to the accuser of the brethren. He you don't have to listen to that when you're standing in the righteousness of the Lord. Then we're to lace up our combat boots. Combat boots. And have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. A successful soldier is a mobile soldier. A soldier stuck to where he can't move or he's slipping and falling is a dead soldier. But a, a successful soldier is one who must be able to go over different terrain, prepared for every situation. The warrior's ability to maneuver will determine the battle's end, how mobile I am, how stern and how strong I can stand, and how I can, can I keep my footing? Can I keep my footing? I want to tell you it's time to put your combat boots on, suit up. Lace them up. The person out for a casual stroll may wear some loafers and some sandals. But if you're going to face the enemy, you need some boots on. You need some boots on. 
Hallelujah. I want to tell you, when I go into the woods, I want something that if I meet something that I don't like, I can put my foot on it. Uh, and, and all you people that like Uggs, I've never tried them, so I'm not going to knock them. But all you people that like Uggs, don't put me in, in a combat zone with some Uggs on and some loafers. And, 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 and there's a reason why they call them penny loafers, because they're not worth very much in the battle. But, but, but we got to put combat boots on. we got to put something on that is stable. And a Roman soldier had the most complex uh, uh, part of his armor was his shoes. The leather was very thick for comfort. And then they had studs on the bottom of it for maneuverability and they could stand the ground when the enemy comes in I'm going to I'm going to fight if I need to move over here I'm going to move over here because I've got sure footing I've got sure footing hallelujah Job said my foot hath held his steps his way have I kept and not declined whether it was long marches our intense battle, the Roman soldier's shoe was there to help him win the victory. Notice it says, the preparation of the gospel of peace. Your shoes is this that says, your shoes, your gospel of peace says, I'm ready to face anything. I'm ready to march. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to give. I'm ready to worship. I'm ready to pray. I'm ready to preach. Whatever the terrain, whatever the shifting of culture, I'll stand. Amen. Stop worrying about how bad culture is. It's just going to get worse. Y'all like that good news? It's just going to get worse. But you have something that will keep you. Keep you sure in a crumbling society. So suit up and show up. It's time to win the war of our own life. So I've got to put on the shoes. And then I need to make sure I grab my shield of faith. Above all. Above all. Taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Notice it doesn't say of the devil. Of the wicked. So anything this world shoots at you that is not of God, every antichrist concept, that's why you need to quit worrying about, can I take the mark? Will I take the mark? No, you won't because you've already learned to hold up the shield of faith that begins to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Anything the world throws at you, you can quench it if you want. By faith. By faith. Faith is essential. Faith is foundational. Faith is what helps us conquer. It is indestructible. You can't destroy faith. Satan can do all kinds of things, but he can't destroy your faith. Unless you surrender it, he can't destroy it. It, 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 You can't burn up faith. Ask the three Hebrews. You can't destroy faith by persecution. Ask the early church. Amen. The only way to be a fearless soldier is to know that you are a faith-protected soldier. Faith. Faith defends us against all kinds of attack. The flaming arrows are designed to discourage the soldier and frustrate the soldier and cause him to drop his shield and run. The relentless of the attack of the enemy is going to try to make you have despair. Here's what you need to hear me today. When you hear bad news... 
and you hear issues and well, this happened, well, put up that shield and say, not so in Jesus' name. Well, this child is doing this, or I've got this issue, or I've got this health issue, not so in Jesus' name. If I die by it, I'm still going to say I'm victorious in the name of the Lord. But I'll make sure that I pray to my dying day. God, save my child. Save that backslidden son. Save that backslidden grandson. Save that backslidden child. Why? It's because of faith that it will fight the battle for you. Praise God. I want to tell, I want to tell everyone in this room and anyone listening, you may choose to leave living for God. You may choose to walk a different path. But I'm going to tell you what you can't do is that you can't stop the prayers of the people of God who love you and will hound you. You can't stop. I've talked to plenty. I know. You can't stop the dreams that will come to you in your sleep and wake you up in the middle of the night and cold sweat start breaking out on you. What you can't stop is you can't stop uh, the sermons that will play over your head and come back into your mind like a broken record over and over and over again. Amen. That's what prayers do. Mom and dad, that's what your prayers do. It doesn't look like it's working. It doesn't look like it's getting through. Ah, oh, but you're setting it up. You're setting it up for God to come in and to answer those prayers. Hallelujah. So lift up your shield of faith and let's praise God for the victory over the enemy. Yes, sir. <laughs> then he said, put on the helmet of salvation. The Romans had the best helmet of the ancient world. Their well-designed helmet had a chin strap and visor and came down to cover the backside of their necks. It was reportedly the most expensive piece of armor that they put on. The helmet was lined with leather that had been properly softened so it would have a good fit and comfort. It was made of bronze cast for a soldier or iron alloy for an officer. A well-designed helmet. It protected the soldier from various angles of attack. We are in a battle for your mind. Amen. The battle line is drawn very clearly. The mind is the, uh, the focal point of Satan's attack and conflict. I want to submit to you positive thinking skills will not help you here. Just thinking good thoughts will not help you here. Just being positive will not help you here. Only a mindset is securely planted in this. I'm saved. I'm born again. I have been liberated by the power of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the King. Therefore, my mind is protected. I am protected not by how good I can think, but I am protected by the goodness of God that saved me, that changed me, that filled me with His Spirit. Hallelujah. It was in the darkest of times, in the darkest of hour, 
that, that Christ hung on the cross and spirits swirled against his mind. It wasn't just the thorns upon his head that he suffered with. It was the every, I believe, on the cross, every hound of hell, every demon was swirling around, giving him all kinds of uh, uh, thoughts and saying all ki- kinds of things. He meant into his head, but yet he stood there and he took it and he overcome it so that you and I, by his his power and in his name every swirling thought from hell every attack on our mind I can suit up and put on the helmet of salvation and say I'm free in my mind I'm going to sleep tonight because I've got rest in my mind I'm going to overcome and pull down strongholds because I'm saved I'm a child of God put it on suit up Battle's raging. Suit up. Suit up. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear. Somebody say timidity. That's what that word means. God has not given us the spirit of timidity, but a power and of love and a sound mind. Amen. A sound mind. A sound mind. Put on the helmet of salvation. Then he said we are to suit up with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This great offensive weapon is one that will bring victory to your life if used and wielded properly. Again, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting people. We're fighting spiritual battles. What you see manifested before you, it's not really your battle. The battle is the spirit world behind it. And so the Holy Spirit knows what is needed for the battlefield. And what is needed for the battlefield is the Word of God. The Word of God. Hallelujah. I've watched as parents have put scripture on paper and stuck it under their backslidden son's pillow. And he come back to the Lord. Word. Use the word. Use the word. It's not my theology. It's not my thoughts. It's the word of God. It is the word of God. Hallelujah. The word says that we must take up the sword. You've got to suit up with it. Before we can take possession of the enemy's territory... We need to take possession of the sword of the Spirit. Acts 2 and 4, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You are filled with the Holy Ghost not just to speak in tongues, but to speak the Word, and that's your sword. To speak the Word of God into your situation. To speak the word of God in the attack of the enemy. Amen. To stick the devil where it hurts. Hallelujah. Ephesians tells us in 5 and 18 that we're to be filled 
with the Spirit. Oh, what happens when I'm filled with the Spirit? Well, Romans 10 and 8 says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And jump down to verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. What is the word of faith? But the word of God. Amen. If you don't know what to pray, pray the word. If you don't know what to say, say the word. I don't have good prayers, pastor. I can't pray. Pray the word. Declare the word. Because the devil hates the word. Psalm 119.41 Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. So shall, ha so shall I have wherewith to answer him that approacheth me. For I trust in thy word and take not thy word of truth utterly out of my mouth for I have hope in thy judgments. I know the enemy can't stand the word so I'm going to use the word. I know that the word is my answer so I'm going to use the word. Lord don't take it out of my mouth. Jeremiah said it was like this wherefore thus saith the Lord God of hosts because you speak this word behold I will make my words in thy mouth fire. I will make Time for you and me to say, I'm through with being timid with the devil. I'm through with being just kind of wishy-washy with the devil. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I do. I do. In the name of Jesus, I speak his word. I speak his word. I speak his word against spirits. I speak his word against delusion. I speak a word against despair. I speak a word against depression. I speak a word against fear and doubt. I stand up. Suit up somebody. Suit up this morning. Put the armor of God on and say, I'm going to suit up and I'm going to show up. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what? Satan don't care if you go to church. He doesn't care if you, if you sing the songs with the worship team. But what he doesn't like is he doesn't like a praying word quoting child of God. He runs from that. Quote the word. Pray the word. I feel like I'm on to something today. Amen. It's time. I'm just going to suit up with the word. I'm going to let the word be a part of my life. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. There is a connection between the Spirit and the Word. It began in Genesis where the Bible says, The Lord spoke and the Spirit moved. The Lord spoke and the Spirit moved. In Acts 4 and 29, you will find in the Lord, And now, o Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto us, grant unto thy servants, that with all boldness we may speak that word. They had said, shut up. Don't pray anymore. Don't preach anymore about this Jesus. It's coming. If you can't already feel the pressure, well, it's here. Don't you post anything about Jesus. Don't post about prayer. If you put that scripture up, somebody can get offended. Scripture. Hmm. Suit up and show up. Behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that, we, that, that with all boldness we may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal. 
that signs and wonders may be done in the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. Notice this. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. You say, Pastor, I'm having trouble speaking the word of God with boldness. Then find an altar and pray through to the Holy Ghost renewing. Because the Holy Ghost will teach and preach through you and declare through you. The word of God is a powerful weapon against the enemy of our soul. Proclaim it with bold faith. Hallelujah. My question is, okay, pastor, you said suit up. How do we do that? Paul answers that question in verse 18 of chapter 6 of Ephesians 6 and 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with perseverance and supplication for all saints. How do I put the armor on, pastor? How do I suit up? By going to prayer. By praying it in. By praying it on. Amen. First Timothy 2 and 1, I exhort, exhort therefore that first of all, supplication and prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Somebody say, first of all. Philippians 4 and 6, be careful for nothing, be anxious for nothing, be worrisome for nothing, don't bite your nails for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I heard a story years ago about a, a, a grandmother who raised a boy that went into World War, or went into Vietnam War, rather, and, 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 and he was not with God. He wasn't serving God when he left. And so that dear mother, grandmother began to pray for that boy to be saved. Amen. And she said, Lord, I'm claiming his soul. Amen. Lord, don't let him die over there lost. Let him be saved. And the Lord spoke in her spirit and said, he's going to be saved. He's going to be saved. He's going to be all right. Months later, she got a letter from the U.S. government that says, we're sorry to inform you, but your grandson was killed in action. You know what that grandmother did? She's like a lot of us. She wept and cried and said, God, why would you do this to me? But no, here's what she did. She put the letter in an envelope and returned it and said, God said he'd be saved. They sent her another letter. She put it in an envelope and sent it back and said, God said he'd be saved. Three times. I don't know about you, but that's, that, that, that just seems crazy, doesn't it? That's, that seems out of place. But some months later, a knock on the door came and she went to the door and standing in front of her was that grandson who came in and embraced her and said, I've returned home and I've returned to God. Amen. Let me just tell you, don't stop praying. Even if you die, let your prayers go with you. This is how you put the armor on. How do I fight? How do I put on truth? Yes, I'm going to study the, I'm going to study the word. I'm going to know the word, but then I'm going to pray the word on me. Lord, today I put on truth. Lord, today I put on truth. Hallelujah. Come on and praise him in this place. Are y'all ready 
to suit up? I said, are you ready to suit up this morning? All right, first of all, I want you to wash yourself of every feeling you have right now. Come on. Lord, I let it go. Every feeling. You brought doubt and fear in. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I tell it to go. I turn it loose. Praise God. I, 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 my mind is going in so many directions. Heaven help me. I want to show you a verse of scripture. Then we're going to talk a little bit more about how to do this. How, how to put on the armor. If you wouldn't mind, please put Revelation 21 and 6. Revelation 21 and 6. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. And he that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But, but, the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire and the lake that which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. When the Lord wanted to get the message across of things that he detests, things that he abhorred, what's the first thing that he said? Was leading the charge to hell. Fearful. Fearful. Well, I want to tell you, I want to, I want, I want to dig a little deeper in what that word means. The word fearful doesn't mean your knees are knocking together, but it really means cowardly. All cowards, all cowards lead the charge to hell. That leads me to believe that God detests the abominable, the lying, the idolaters, the, uh, the, the witchcraft, the seducers, but he leads off with those that are cowards. God has given to you and me every weapon we need. That isn't about our strength. It isn't about our smarts. It's about Him. He's given us everything. The only thing He says is put it on. Put it on. Amen. Cowards go and look in the closet and say, there it is, but I'm afraid. But soldiers of the cross go in and say, there's my, my armor. I'm afraid, but I'm going to put it on. The difference between a coward and the courageous is the one that says, I do have feelings of apprehension. I do have feelings of woe, and I've got some feelings of fear, but I'm going anyway. I'm suiting up anyway. I'm putting the armor on anyway. Anyway, hallelujah, God save the church from turncoats and cowards and timidity that says, I can't pray. Hallelujah. You know, in case you're wondering, I will tell you one of the fierce prayers I ever come in contact with in my life was two women. That I learned to make sure I stayed on their good side for them praying for me. One of them was my mama and the other was my mother-in-law. If I wanted God to move on something, I'm going to go find little petite poise 
well-dressed. She's never going to shout it out. But I'm going to go find Sister Walls and I'm going to talk to her. Or I'm going to go find that mother that whipped me every day. Raised five boys. Stood this tall. But if she could take that finger and crook it right in your nose and you would have to submit and cow down, amen, would to God that there would be some people to realize today you may feel like you're weak, you may feel like you're insignificant, but I submit to you, suit up and show up. Suit up, we got an issue. Suit up and show up. The battle is raging. Suit up and show up. The devil is fighting. Suit up. And show up. Suit up and show up. So take on, put on, suit up the whole armor of God. Here's what we do. This is, this is just one of my prayer, uh, prayer guides that I've got. And I'll walk and I'll pray this. Lord, you said to put on the belt of truth. I confess today everything I am, everything that I do is held together by truth. My mind is held together by truth. I'm telling you how to put it on. I'm telling you how to suit up. Wake up very first thing in the morning. Today, I thank God for truth. Today, his truth is better than the doctor's diagnosis. It's better than the fear that I feel from the world. It's better than anything else the world is pushing at me. His truth. Amen. And so pray something like this. Reveal your truth to me today. Fill my life with the light of truth. Fill my family with the light of truth. Lord, expose every lie that I believe to be true. Expose it that I might change my mind. Deliver me from all carnal thinking, God. And let me have, Lord, a spirit that is discerning. I refuse to be influenced by the toxic lies of this world. Jesus, you are truth. I serve you. There is no truth but you. Amen. And the kingdom of darkness is nothing but lies. I confess today that truth is my core value. It's who I am. It's what I'm going to be. I confess that I don't know all truth. So lead me. Show me. Point it out to me. Reveal yourself to me. I confess today that I will follow truth no matter what. I declare that I know truth by revelation of the Spirit and by the written word. Amen. Lead me, Lord, in thy truth and teach me, as the psalmist said. Send out thy light and thy truth and let them lead me, Lord. Lead me by your truth today. Hallelujah. Somebody say, suit up. Having on the breastplate of righteousness is, Lord, it's not my goodness or holiness that I'm righteous. I confess that your righteousness has been imputed to me through faith by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. I declare that I am in right standing with the Father because of what happened at Calvary and the righteousness of Christ is in me. I am empowered every day to walk in your holiness and your righteousness. I must provide the passion and the 
the discipline to live a life that is consistent with the righteousness you have put on me. Protect my heart. Mature me. I can't get frustrated in this process. Let me have the mind, the attitude, and the thought of Christ. For he hath been made sin for us that knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness in him. Suit up. Suit up. Today I lace up my combat boots. Today I pledge my head, my life, my family for the sake of the gospel. Do you know why the, the three Hebrews didn't bend when the music started playing? You know why? It's because they decided on the way to Babylon, their convictions. You see, it's not in your trial that you should be deciding your convictions. It's before your trial. Now, they may be strengthened out of your convictions, and you may learn some new things out of your convictions, but the three Hebrews had made up in their mind, and listen, they were not teenagers. They were not little kids. They were elderly gentlemen. They'd been in there for a while, and they made up their mind when they first went, and they kept that same conviction, amen, because they had laced up some boots that says, I stand in God. Hallelujah. Today, I stand in peace. I stand stand in completeness. I stand in wholeness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I can stand my ground because I'm suited up. Hallelujah. Put on your combat boots. How do I put on the helmet of salvation? By saying I declare that my mind, my thoughts, my reasoning is under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Lord, secure my mind, my intelligence, and my thought life. I confess that my mind is covered by the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. I re rebuke the spirit of fear, and I renounce all double-mindedness. I claim and receive the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I confess that I am in Christ and that he is in me. I put on the hope of salvation, and my future is in his hands. Hallelujah. I declare that, that there is salvation for my life. I declare salvation for my family. I declare salvation for my kids. I declare salvation for my grandchildren. I declare salvation for my wife. I'm not just talking about uh, being born again. I'm talking about being rescued, being set free, being an overcomer. Come on, suit up. Take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. By faith, I confess or rather take on the shield of faith, rather. It says, I confess that I'm protected on every side from every fiery dart of the enemy. Every arrow against my family is not going to prosper. Every arrow against my church is not going to meet its mark. Every arrow against my finances, against my marriage, against my mind, against my emotions, against my health, amen, against my victory, it's going to be extinguished before it gets to me. I wish I had more of you to catch this right now. 
I wish I wish you would get this because this is how you overcome. This is how you put on the armor of God. By faith, I declare that God protects me. I believe he protects my family. I believe he protects my ministry. By faith, I confess that I am covered. I refuse to give any access to the enemy. I declare that I walk by faith and not by sight. I walk by faith and not by feelings. I'm going to suit up and I'm going to show up. Lord, I love you today. He said, take on, put on the sword of the Spirit. I declare the Word of God to be the ultimate final authority. And I believe it is the Word that defeats the enemy in every facet. I declare that the Word is bigger than any devil, any disease, any problem, any circumstance. I confess that I am victorious by the revealed and the spoken Word of God. I will open my soul to the voice of God. I will hear what the Lord is speaking. I will be like Samuel and say, Here is thy servant, Lord. Speak to me. I will be vigilant to remove distractions and hindrances of the voice of God. I declare that I will find out what God is speaking, and then I will speak what God has spoken. I will use spiritual weapons that are not carnal. I will fight the devil and stab the devil and stick the devil and stick the enemy every which way that I can by declaring the word word of God, by preaching the word of God, by preaching truth. I want to tell you, if you want a pastor that's going to compromise, you got the wrong guy. I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going to preach truth until the day I die. I'm going to stand in God's righteousness. I'm going to preach there's one way to be saved. There's one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. I'm going to preach that there is a way to have victory. Hallelujah, because of Christ. Suit up somebody. Show up somebody. Not my concepts, but his. Not my way, but his. Would you stand with me, please? The word teaches us to tear down strongholds. Doesn't it? That speaks about things that come in our mind. How many know that it wouldn't be in there if you couldn't do it? It wouldn't be in there if you couldn't do it. And I realize today that the enemy has set fear as a whole attitude, a whole mindset. By simply saying, I will suit up and show up. And moving forward with that, I don't care how weak you are. I don't care how bad everything is. If you just suit up and show up, the Lord will fight the battle for you. The Lord will fight the battle for you. But if you don't show up, how can he fight the battle for you? Suit up, show up. Put on the whole arm of God. I want to tell you something. That you and I may not believe everything the Bible says about this spiritual warfare, the authority we have over the enemy. You and I may not believe it, but I'll tell you somebody that does. The devil believes it. The devil believes it. 
Years ago, we, we used to play basketball tournaments, some of us guys, when we were younger and quicker, and we were good. Weren't we, Brother Keith? We were good. And we, we, we did some really, had some good games and played some tough teams. And, and But if Michael Jordan showed up with three people, you know what this boy would have done? Lord bless y'all. I'm going to watch this game. He shows up and beside him is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Beside him is Larry Bird. They don't even have to shoot one shot. And I say, here you go. Why? Why? Because they got a reputation. And I know what they can do. That's exactly the way the devil thinks about you. Is that when you show up, he goes, oh no. Oh no. But what happens is that we fold up because we think that, that he's so, so stronger and powerful than us. But he knows and believes the word. Can I tell you what he's afraid of is that you will know and believe the word. Because when you know and believe the word, he said, I give you power over all the devil, over all disease. I give you the power over all. Hallelujah. Devil, I want to tell you how I feel doesn't matter. My God has power. My God has authority. And I'm on God's side. Thank you for listening to the MPC Podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.